Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Talk of the Haunted House, a scary movie podcast. Thank you for joining us once again as we break down our eighth film of the Talk of the House Haunted House franchise. Here we have Sinister from 2012. We will go through the entire plot, the synopsis of it, kind of break it down, what Davis and I noticed. And I did skip over that. I am your co-host, Ryan King, with my co-host, Davis Dillingham. We'll get to the scariest moment in the movie after we break down the film. The best killer kills, winner and loser of the movie, rate this movie on our all-time scary movie scale. We'll discuss could this happen in real life and would you recommend this movie. But first, before all of that, we'll have our co-host Davis Dillingham break down some history of the Sinister movie from 2012. Davis, we don't talk about this beforehand, so I'm always curious to find out these fun facts and these interesting things about uh, Sinister. It's pretty fun to do in general. I don't know. We... We don't get a lot of uh, a media, I guess you could say, around scary movies. So there's not always a ton of uh, yeah. ton of talk or ton of hype. So to get kind of behind the scenes and learn more, always interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, not a ton <laughs> of yeah. notes for this one, though. Okay. Um, I think because it's not, I mean, this is a fairly like straightforward movie. There's not like a ton of effects or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I don't, I just don't think there's a, I don't think they had a particularly tough time filming the movie so there might not be as much behind it and but i will say it came out almost 12 years ago or 12 10 years ago it came out in october but almost 10 years ago is pretty wild like this has been yeah a little bit i think that maybe says more about us aging than that's probably true (laughs) yeah probably true anyways so from 2012 like you said directed by scott derrickson who other notable movies I, th- I kind of, I have never seen it, but I remember seeing like commercials for it. The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Mm, Have haven't seen, seen that it. One? Yeah. I remember seeing commercials for it. Yeah. And then also more notably recently, the director of the first Doctor Strange movie. Oh. I don't know what it is with horror <laughs> directors, but this is like the third director yeah. that we've had that's directed a superhero movie. And the second director that's directed a Doctor Strange movie yeah. in particular. Yes. Yeah. That is pretty weird. So wild. Maybe it's just the money. A, like you're so popular know. with Sinister, they're gonna pull you over and do another blockbuster. I don't know. Maybe, but, but why horror? Yeah. Directors, is it like their like creativity or something? I don't. Yeah, know. I would so say the special weird. effects, but yeah, you even mentioned it. Sinister doesn't really have any, so right. that doesn't really, you know, make sense there. That's so. I don't know. I need to like do more research. That's so weird. Um. So this movie was written by somebody else i didn't write another name but it was based off a nightmare that the writer had after Mm. watching the ring which is probably a movie we'll end up watching and doing for this podcast um so all of the like death scenes for the uh like the snuff films or whatever were actual um you know stunt people and actual um practical stunts um and so the first one which we'll obviously get into the hanging from the tree mm-hmm. um the stunt coordinator actually messed up and didn't have everything super safe and the people were actually being choked and hanging for a wow. short amount of time wow <laughs> needless wow. to say he was uh fired shortly, <laughs> shortly after that <laughs> can't be killing the uh stunt yeah, people out yeah. there not, not great for the for the uh for the, uh, you know, yeah, sure. Anyways, all the uh, snuff films are actually shot on like that old time Super 8 film. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those cool. okay. stunts 
stunts they had to like make sure they were doing correctly because it was kind of hard to get all the lighting and everything yeah. done correctly. Yeah. So I'll get into that more later on. Um, the filmmakers were like hoping for a PG-13 rating, probably mm. just to get more no viewers for it. No way. Because if you notice, there's like no, there's really not a ton of blood in the movie. Mm-mm. There's not hardly any cussing. Yeah. At not all. really. No. No sex. Mm-mm. But obviously due to like the subject matter they you, didn't you, <laughs> they you, might as well just, you might as well just go all the way you are literally showing people die on film like you you're yeah, not gonna get yeah. a pg-13 for no that. come on no you're not um a fun one is like obviously we'll get into this but there are kids who their families died in the movie and so the actors kind of behind the scenes were having funny funny from the outside at least conversations where the kids are talking to each other they're being like so how did uh how'd your parents die in the movie wow <laughs> really goofy yeah yeah this final one though that i found was actually really interesting and probably speaks to what you and i briefly touched on before we started recording so in 2020 forbes magazine conducted a study mm-hmm. um of the heart rate of viewers no. um, they monitored their heart rates throughout several like horror films that they had the viewers watch and oh out of 35 films that's actually a pretty intense study um out of the 35 films this one won for the having the highest overall heart rate um so it has kind of self-proclaimed itself the scariest movie of all time wow okay well That's actually something I was curious about because something I had mentioned before we were recording that I, this is the third time I've seen this movie and I was surprised at how scared I was from it. I was, I know what's coming and it still was getting to me. I was like, this is a legit scary movie. So I was curious, how many times have you seen it? And do you remember when you first watched it? Because the first time, I don't even know if you remember this, the first time I ever watched it, I was moving into OU my sophomore year, came over to your house, sophomore Uh year, and you guys were watching it. So I that was probably up, uh, the first time I did watch it. Okay, you came there you up. go. I think that was the first time. So I think this is the second. I'm almost really. No, I'm like 100 positive. This is the second time I've seen it. You yeah. haven't seen it since then. Wow, because that was nine no, years ago. The second time. Wow. Yeah. Okay. No, this is definitely the second time. I've seen it once since then. Probably now. I don't remember exactly, but probably two or three years ago I watched it uh, yeah. again. Very good movie. I mean, this is just mm-hmm. off the top of my head. This is in my top five or ten. Like before I watched it yesterday. Like this is one of the I think of. The Conjuring, Insidious, Sinister. This is one of those that comes to my mind when I think about what are the scary movies that you enjoy. Which so I think a lot of other people feel like that because when, you know, obviously we were trying to like compile a list of movies that we're going to do for this podcast, you just look up random lists online that are like best on scary movies. And this one is always on a lot of those lists. And I think so we'll get into this. Definitely a rank- lot of people feel that way. I think we'll get into it as we rank it, but it just has a good storyline. It has a good like setting. I, I, I'm, I think we've talked about this before. I am a big proponent of setting is so important in scary movies. Like there's something about like the, the, the scary house. There's something about making it feel simultaneously. It's this haunted place, but you want to almost feel like homey. Like you, you can go in there. Mm-hmm. It's not like somewhere you can't relate to when you're yeah. sometimes near woods and they're, they weren't near woods, but they at least had like, there was a lot of, they move to an area that there's a lot of trees, like things yeah. that make scary movies feel a certain way that I think this one kills. It has big, you know, obviously Ethan Hawke's in it. Like that's a, it's a big right. actor. And um, it is impressive that I hadn't really thought about it yet, but the lack of cussing blood and all that, and to be this mm-hmm. scary and this good of a movie is impressive. Like mm-hmm. it's a, it's a good movie. That's probably why 
like homes or houses and hotels are used so often in scary movies. It's just like it's yeah. very easily relatable. Everybody's yeah. lives or has stayed in a house before. Yep. Everybody, not most everybody has been to a hotel before. Yep. And it's yep. just very easy to relatable, easy, easy to connect the dots, um, mm-hmm. easy to creep you out after the movie. Um, yeah. Kind of give a lingering, lingering. Stay, stay with you. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Well, let's let's get into the plot then, Davis. You know, we're gonna we're gonna start. The film opens with what you mentioned, Super Wait, Eight. If you have not watched the movie yet, we're about to spoil literally everything. <laughs> so. Yes, as always, please go and watch the movie. This one being sinister before watching or before listening to this podcast about as we break down and rank sinister. We do not hold back. We will say literally anything about the movie. So, if you're wanting to follow along, go stop. Right now, go watch it and come back right now. Okay, now we're good. call, Davis. Good call. (laughs) Welcome back. Uh, The film opens with Super 8 footage depicting a family of four standing beneath a tree with hoods over their heads, nooses around their necks, an unseen figure, which, by the way, so it says an unseen figure saws through a limb acting as a counterweight and causes them all to be hanged. Mm -hmm. I It took me until, I think, this movie to realize that there was – the figure was above – and was like sawing because like the little saw is so thin and like small. It's just like a little pole with the saw on the end. Yeah, you know you can't really see it. And I I literally no, noticed, you can't at all because I know it's the little you, girl climbs down. It looks down like it kind of looks like a float like a floating saw. It looks like it's just yes. like floating. And like you, I see it fall down to the ground, but I never noticed it was like cutting it mm-hmm. until I was like, oh yep. okay. Like they need to make that a little more obvious. Just as a, a side <laughs> note, I was like, I literally <laughs> this is the third time I watched it and I finally noticed. Oh. I thought she was just hanging out there because you see her climb down. I thought she was just hanging out and like the Mr. Right. Boogie broke the limb or something. And then I was, Oh, she had like this long saw and was like sawing through the limb yeah. from way above. Okay. I was like, okay, that makes yeah. more sense. <laughs> so do better, do better, so, <laughs> do better a decade later. We need to change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Months later, washed up true crime writer, Ellison Oswald. This is of course is Ethan Hawk moved into the murder family's home with his wife, Tracy and their two children. There's Ashley who's a gifted artist allowed to paint on the walls, which is creepy, but whatever. And Trevor, <laughs> who begins re-experiencing bizarre night terrors upon moving into the home. This is something, to be fair, he has experienced before moving there. He has had night terrors Correct. in the past. Correct. Only Ellison, this is kind of messed up, only Ellison is aware that the house they're moving into <laughs> was the crime scene he's writing the book about. Because his wife does ask, did we move in? a few houses down from a crime scene. He said, no, which is true. It is technically true. true. (laughs) I mean, this is jumping forward a little bit, but it cracked me up in the movie (laughs) when she like, when she finds out that they're living there and she's like, so it happened here. He's like, no, it happened in the backyard. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Okay. Where did it happen? Happened in the backyard out there. You you don't see a difference. Of course there's a difference. It's not like they got murdered in here. They were wiping blood off the walls. ultimate guy response no no no, nothing happened in here it's in the backyard we're fine uh ellison intends to use the murders as the basis for his new book he's a writer hopes that his research will turn up the fate of the family's fifth member a little girl named stephanie who disappeared along with the murders that is a big part of it you know this family of five four of them get hanged you see them but the little girl's missing the youngest one who's probably i mean you look at that girl she's probably five Something like that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Around that five to seven range. And something interesting that happened, this was not in the synopsis, but I thought it deserved mentioning. Cops visit and all but one, one of the the young deputy likes his books, but in general, they're making references and their former town cops didn't like them. 
the cops here saying, hey, you need to get out of here. And his wife is even saying she's sick of moving, sick of what people are saying. She's sick of getting um, uh, getting pulled over and getting a ticket, even though she's driving five of an, under the speed limit. So showing right. he's a true crime author that is the fir- his first book, Kentucky Blood, very popular, helped put someone away. But since then, they're saying you've let murderers go free. Like he's doing more harm than good. So his popularity has fallen from when he got that first right. big break. That was number one on New York Times bestseller. Specifically, obviously, with the police officers, like you said, because he is doing kind of a better job than the cops are as far as like the investigating goes. They take it as disrespect. Sure. You're you're this outsider. You're just going to come into our town, you know? Yeah. Ellison, as he's moving in, finds a box in the attic, which, you know, kind of weird, but okay. Contains a projector and several reels of standard eight footage that are each labeled as if, as if innocent home movies watching the films ellison discovers they are snuff films depicting families being murdered in various ways including gotta love the names of these uh having a throat having their uh, the family having their throat slit called sleepy time 98 being burnt to death in a car barbecue 79 being drowned in their pool pool party 66 being run over by a lawnmower a lawnmower lawn work 86 and the hanging that opened the movie, that's family hanging out twenty eleven. <laughs> but if you're just looking at that, and they do mention this in the film, but that is one, two, so that's five, five snuff films from 66 to 11. 66 to 11, that's 45 years. Yeah. 45 years, it's only happened five times. No wonder they can't put them together. I mean, these are families being murdered yeah. all across the country. Five families have been murdered with a missing child over 45 years. Not a whole it's lot a, to go on there. If it's a serial killer, they're playing the ultimate long game. <laughs> yeah, playing very the long true. Game. And I will say, we'll get into this. I said this to you, Davis, before the podcast. I find this film, more than the first couple times I watched it, the word that kept coming to my, to my mind is very disturbing. Even though these are films within films, you know it's fake. These people are not actually dying. When you see people get hanged and like their legs are moving around, yeah. you see uh, when the throats are getting cut, it goes up to a, a kid in bed, and he has to like look away. Uh, Ellison has to look away. He can't do it. It's extremely disturbing. Pulling them into the pool, being tied up to the little loungers game and just see their feet wiggling. Like they're drowning. Like it's very intense. It's very disturbing stuff. It's a very grim movie. And there's not much, uh, really led up from that. There's not, uh, a lot of happier times. Like even the, you know, the cutaway scenes that are kind of off to the side it's more so uh ellison and his wife like arguing or being upset at each other there's not uh, there's not yeah not a lot of light stuff but, which is uh, ironic because you know what we always have talked about it when sun comes out those are supposed to be the lighter times you saw it in insidious and the conjuring yeah when the sun comes out okay you know things are going to be chilled out for a little bit in insidious yeah there's not like a bunch of haunting and stuff but it's still just it's very it's physically dark like in the house and everything just mm-hmm. there's not much happiness or comic relief or anything everyone's just kind of the kid's getting in trouble at school. The parents are fighting. There's just no good is happening. Like, there's nothing good yeah. going on. It's always him opining for when he was famous. You know, it's all that stuff. There's no, like, mm-hmm. real good going on. Yeah. But there's a couple times uh, Ellison hears things. He's in his office, you know, late at night. First time he hears someone walking around. He's getting a little freaked out. It's just his daughter. His daughter was looking for the bathroom. I kid can't I, find the freaking bathroom. <laughs> I will say, I think it was the first night there. So it was a little difficult. So, okay. Then he hears it again. He's like, oh, it must be my daughter. Goes in there, goes to her room. She's in bed. So he's like, okay, it's not her. He sees one of the moving boxes down the hall in, I believe, the laundry room. Goes to it. 
and the son is shirtless and comes out backwards out of the box, like screaming with a half demonic, half human voice. Pretty terrifying. Not going to lie. He's like yeah. arching his back and like, ah! I was like, oh my God. And now they're, they didn't think it was as creepy because, you know, apparently he's had these yeah. night terrors, but even for night terror, that's pretty out there. Like that's pretty outrageous. I'm sorry, but if that was my kid, I'm like, I'm not helping you right now. Because <laughs> he's ran to him. He picks up, like, hey, it's okay. It's okay. It's like, he's screaming I mean, with I a can't. demonic voice. I'm going to go back to my room. You figure this out on your own. <laughs> You'll get back to bed. Don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. So watching the film. Go, go back in the box. Go, <laughs> go back. We're just going to close this back up. The drowning film, uh, when we talk about these five snuff films. The drowning film proves especially disturbing for Ellison after he notices a demonic figure watching the drawings from the bottom of the pool before turning to look at the camera. Ellison eventually finds that figure observing the murders in each all five films along with a strange painted symbol expecting the underside of the lid of the box containing the films. Ellison discovers numerous crude drawings depicting the murders along with crude drawings of the demonic figure identified as Mr. Boogie, which, by the way, I didn't notice that until this film either. Mr. Boogie is never said in the movie. It's only... Only written? It's written. He never refers to it. He just mentions this face, shows it. Mm -hmm. And they mention his actual name that we'll get to, what the actual demon's name is. But Mm -hmm. Mr. Boogie is never said. And as he's, you know, he sees the crew... uh, A pretty light... Yes. name for a, a a villain or monster of but a, in of in hindsight it makes sense because who's naming this figure it's, it's the kids very young children so you know he sees so just to recap he sees this figure he sees the symbol he sees on the underside of the box drawings of how each family's been murdered as he's kind of preoccupied with this he thinks he hears some things you know he's walking back and it's very dark in that house again. Falls through the attic door. Just falls right on through. Yeah. Uh, which is like the first thing to really happen to him. Um, but kind, kind of a jump scare a little bit. You know, you don't expect that. He's just walking like normal. Things mm-hmm. are racing his mind and just tumbles down straight through. Pretty pretty incredible. It'd be rough. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, maybe I shouldn't go up to the attic anymore. If uh, Which also, if you're God, Mr. That... Boogie and everything, good luck killing the family if you kill him by having him fall through the house. So <laughs> you might want to help him out a little bit so he doesn't die too early. Fair. Fair. So this is when we consult a local deputy, which in hindsight, I wanted to look at what his name was. His name in the movie was just Deputy. So I'm going to call him the local deputy. He <laughs> never says his name. Because he even calls him, Elliot calls him, or Elson calls him, Right. Uh, deputy so-and-so because so-and-so yeah <laughs> he wants to be you know his deputy that helps him with his next book because this yeah. is the deputy that was a fan of ellison's ellison discovers that the murders depicted in the films took place at different times beginning in the 1960s and in different cities across the country all across the u.s he also learns that the families were all drugged before being killed and that a child from each family went missing following each murder so this v- very much they're killed in similar ways. They're all shot on the Super 8 film, and kid goes kids go missing. So now you're thinking, he even says, I don't know if the right term would be serial killer because it's five murders over 45 years. So it's not really, they're just, they're linked in some way. You're starting right, to see right. there, there's a link. Right. The deputy helps him out figuring this out. He also refers Ellison to a local professor, Jonas, whose expertise is in the occult and denomic, demonic phenomena, Good luck saying that 10 times fast (laughs) to decipher the symbol in the films. Jonas tells Ellison, this is where it gets interesting. He tells Ellison 
The symbols are that of a pagan deity named, I think it's Bugol. Bagul, I think. Bagul. There you go. Yeah. Got that. Got that, David. That's that's who Davis worships is Bagul. Me and the Bagul tight, you know. And we Bagul, both like films. So. Bagul would kill entire families so he could take their children into his realm and consume their souls because Bagul means, like, in some way, it means to consume the children, consu- consuming children, eating children, however you want to say that. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't know what. Yeah. Uh, language that is, but I believe Bagul translates to boogeyman. So, does it? Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, yeah. the boogeyman. We got uh, John Wick. And we got Bagul from uh, <laughs> from Sinister here. I like it. So, Both long hair. Yeah, I understand. Boom. It's it's uh, Keanu Reeves behind the mask there. Boom. <laughs> and so this was something that was not put in the synopsis. That it's not a huge part to the storyline, but it does give a more human side than just they're being haunted by a you know a ghoul. Ellison watches old interviews, and it's clearly showing. He even mentions one of them. Hey, what do you love more? Do you love the justice you got to bring from Kentucky Blood or seeing your book on the number one New York Times bestseller? And he says, oh, it's the justice. And he even kind of rolls his eyes himself. He knows he loves the fame. He's putting his family. Yeah. He's moving them into the house the murder happened, which, by the way, was not necessary. No one was living there. You could have moved in somewhere else right. and just gone to the <laughs> right. house. Like that was, right. That's one of the things. Like You didn't even ha- – he even said it didn't happen in the house. It happened – out back okay. so you know what else really pissed me off about that why has the broken limb on the tree yes, in the backyard yes. not been cleaned up it's still just there why i did think about that, that you would even on a crime scene once you've looked I, you would probably saw that off if you're trying to sell the house as well honestly you know what you'd probably do also you'd probably take the tree away that hung the four people. honestly yeah go Same ahead, thing in the go conjuring dig that up yeah the, the difference about the conjuring was the person that hung themselves was like forever ago this was just like right. the a year earlier four people were hung and a yeah. went missing if i'm selling the house uh, I'm taking that tree out of there. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to spend the money but to take that tree out. At the very minimum, just get rid of the limb that's yes. on the ground. It's, yes. And it's not little. It's huge. It just was weird that, that it's part. broken and it's just sitting there. I, 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 that, <laughs> yes. I had that same thought. It's very weird. So it, so Ellison, that's why he's putting his family in, in danger, why he's taking on such a dark case. He wants to be famous again. As he's looking at this stuff, one of the great subtle things of the film, Mr. Boogie, uh, he took a picture of him in one of the films. And Mr. Yeah, Boogie like still. Yep. moves behind Ellis and he looks at him and then moves back on the computer. This is a picture of an old film. Mr. Boogie is moving at the time. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, but it says in general, and we'll get to this later on as well. But the theory of Bagul is he lives in the films. He's you can't mm-hmm. just, like you see something. He can see you and come to you through any film picture, whatever. Any picture. Right. Cause yeah. he's apparently been around for, like centuries yeah. so there's only like you said we'll get to it but there's only like three even drawings of yes this symbol and stuff yeah because they tried to All get rid of a lot destroyed. of it yeah so mr boogie moves and then as ellison's trying to look at him out in the yard he has the picture that he again he took of you could see bagul behind the four people being hung or hanged right kind of in the bushes didn't know if you knew this hanged People cannot be hung. Objects are hung. People are hanged. I look this up because it bugs me to say people are hanged, but whatever. Yes, they were hanged, and he was behind them in a bush. So he's looking at the picture, pulls it down, and you can see Bagul in the bush. He's like, oh, crap. You know, he's like, he's uh, 
you know, rubbing his eyes. He goes out there to look for him. It's late at night. He's been drinking. He's a, yes. He's a writer. Doesn't see Bagul, but he does see Trevor, who's just kind of shaking in the bush, which, by the way, does a really good job. There's no spoilers in this. This kid doesn't end up getting possessed. But you'd think Trevor is the one that ends up getting possessed. He's not the youngest of the family, but mm-hmm. he's the one that keeps having the night terrors. He sees Bagul, and then he finds his son there. No. Trevor not being attacked by Bagul. So go figure on that one. Totally thought he yep. was going to end up being the killer. It just makes the most sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One night, and this is this doesn't happen just once, happens a couple times, but one night, Ellison hears the film projector running, goes up to the attic, to the attic in the middle of the night again. There he finds the missing children in various states of decay watching one of the films. Bagul suddenly appears on camera before physically appearing right before Ellison in his mug, right in his face. Bagul just <laughs> slaps to him. Ellison takes the camera and the films to the backyard and he burns those mothers. He burns it all. He yeah. burns the films. You're thinking he's finally got to his senses, right? His wife yelled at him. She's saying, this is just for you. We're in a murderer's house. What are we doing here? He finally agrees. He burns it all. And he wakes his family and tells them, we're moving back to our old house. We are getting out of here, which ironically would seal their fate. He thought he's actually saving <laughs> them. Uh, but Bagul is no fool. And he needed to get them out of that house. So he did. At his old home, Ellison receives a message from Professor Jonas, reaches out to him again, sends him scans of historical draw- drawings associated with Bagul, as you mentioned, Davis. Each had been partially destroyed because ancient cultures believed that Bagul lived within the images and that they acted as portals between his realm and the mortal world, which we saw. We saw how uh, him moving in the pictures themselves, it adds up. Ellison, so this is all making sense. He lives in the films. He can come in and out of the movies. This would describe how he's coming and getting the children, how he's killing people. Ellison then discovers, this is when things really start to turn. He discovers the projector and films in his attic, his his old home's attic. They were burned. We saw it. They were burned. I saw I saw it. They burned. With my eyes. (laughs) And he discovers the projector and films in his attic along with a new envelope of film labeled Extended Endings, which you'll find out why. There, because you couldn't see the full film or he would have discovered what was happening, you know, way earlier. During this time, the deputy is trying to call several times, but Ellison, my goodness, would not answer. Why not? I never answered this. Why not? Why not answer the calls? That and also, you just learned from the guy that you're only like in trouble with Bagul if you see him through images or film, whatever. Yes. And then you find the box again with new video and you're like, yeah, let's go look at it. You just learned. Why would you go look at it? You just learned you're not maddening. supposed to look at him. Absolutely mad. Ah, let's go look at it. I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> oh, so the next time the deputy calls, finally, finally, while Ellison is assembling the films, he answers. The deputy informs him and this is where we really get a nice twist ending to the movie. Or like, It's not the very end, but it's very close. The deputy informs him that he has discovered a link between each of the murders. Beyond that they look similar, there's a very big link that is very important. Every family that was murdered had previously lived in the house where the last murder took place. And each new murder occurred shortly after the family did what, Davis? Moved, moved into out. <laughs> oh. uh. when they move into a new residence, you are now so you have to move in to the house that the previous family was murdered in. Then 
you move out and shortly after you are murdered in your new house, which does prove that Ellison's wife was correct. It doesn't matter that the word, the murders happened in the yard. It was still on the property <laughs> and you are living in the same house. So just wanted to say that is a big, a big props to Tracy because she said it doesn't matter. Uh, how do you not see the difference in this? Husbands listen to your wives. Yep, they're right. <laughs> they're always right. By moving back. But does that the, just mean that they could have lived in that house forever? Yes. If they, and just wouldn't have now, died. You, you'd be haunted They just forever. would have been tormented. Yeah. Th- right. That is what, so you're screwed. Once you move in, you're done. Cause you can't stay there. Yeah. The, yeah. You're going to be haunted by dead kids and, you know, bagul <laughs> forever, or you move out and you're killed. So it's, yeah. Or I guess you could kill your kid. That's the other way to go. Because only the kids are killing. Wow. So. Real? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, also, what happens if a family moves in and they, maybe that's why only five murders happen in 45 years. What if you move in and you have no kids? It seems like only kids can kill. So it'd have to be a family yeah. that had a child. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's kind of difficult. Because if you have multiple kids and you kill, kill the youngest, then you just have a new youngest kid. It's just yeah. the other. You have to kill them all. You have to get rid <laughs> yeah, of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so the deputy tells him by moving back to his old home after living at the site of the previous murders, Ellison has placed himself and his family not just in line to be the next victims, but has sped up the process. He's inviting this to happen, which obviously, to be fair to him, his fate was sealed when they moved in there. What are you supposed to do? Just live Absolutely. in that house yeah, yeah. forever? Yeah, like, what you, no. yeah you're, you're seeing Bagul and these dead decaying kids all over the place. And you even saw the scene where he's going around with the bat, which I'm assuming. You know, the girl came up right to his face and kids were running up behind him. They'd slip into him. I don't think he could see them anyway. Like, I don't. But he saw them in the attic, though. He did. But like the girl came up right to his face. Like you would see her in your peripherals. And one one of the kids ran into a room and stood there. I don't think he could see them. I think he could hear the sounds and everything. That's why he was looking around like, what's happening? I don't think he could see them. Clearly, Ellison had a drinking problem. He's he did stumbling around a dark house. He I I don't know. He was pounding that whiskey. Like, yeah, he was. He's 30 seconds into the first film and he's just like chugging. And I was like, dude, you're not going to remember anything that you're watching. Like, I know it's to supposed to take the edge off, but if I found uh, a Super 8 film of people being killed, the first thing I'm going for is probably a drink. Probably so. true. The snuff film now, is pretty dark. Continuing the drinking after that, I'm not, you know, that was, <laughs> it's all a part of the writing process. I don't know. These writers, okay, could you, know? you get. Could you get more stereotypical writer though? Him with his like knits. Oh, uh, I know. Cardigan. Yes. Uh, and, like the glass, the glasses on the chain and uh, drinking in my office. The cardigan <laughs> was, was. Oh my gosh! Yes, I know. When I it was he wore it like writer look. He wore it every day. I was like, okay, we yeah. get it. You're a writer, Ethan Hawk. We get it. We get <laughs> it. <laughs> so, Ellison watches this footage, the extended. Remember, this is the extended cut. He finds that it depicts the missing children coming on screen following each murder. Obviously, if he had seen that originally, it'd be obvious what happened. Yes, they put their little fingers up to their mouth saying, basically, revealing themselves to be the killers before suddenly disappearing. They do like suddenly disappear on film because Bagul is taking them. Before he can react, this is where it's checkmate for old Ellison here. Before he can react, Ellison becomes lightheaded, inspecting his coffee cup. He finds a note reading, Good night, Daddy, underneath it. And a green liquid inside the cup before losing consciousness. If you notice, since I had watched this before, did you notice one of the times that he put it down? You can't quite read it, but as one time he's drinking the coffee, he put down, and you can see the note sitting there for him. I didn't see it's, that. That's it's good. some nice, I'm like, oh, there it is. Here's a question I had, though, Davis. Where did the green liquid come from? 
That was never no described. Like, There's just this yeah. random fluorescent green liquid. I'm like, okay, I know Bagul's a demon. Maybe he can just conjure things. Fine. How did the youngest daughter just just get stuff to knock the family I, out? Like that was never described. Know. Yeah, I have no idea. One of my and own, how did she? How was she able to sneak it into the coffee? Like, remember, well, remember she kept she... she started bringing him his coffee about midway through the film. She wanted to help out her dad oh, and learned right. how to. Now we don't see when it's brought to him, but that's the thing. This last time, it. It, yeah, we don't see it. But honestly, I think he's the only one that drinks the coffee. Uh, she could have just put it in the pot and just waited. Like maybe. So Ellison awakes to find his find himself, his wife, and and his son bound and gagged. Ashley, the daughter, Judas herself, <laughs> Judas approaches holding the Super 8 camera, the 8-millimeter film camera, and promises that she will make him famous again, which I will say, pretty good line. Pretty good line by the yeah, daughter there saying, I'll make you famous again, Daddy. It's pretty good. Ashley then proceeds to murder her family with an axe. This girl is like seven years strong old. Ass, strong ass. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like murders them using, like we see it when she draws in the box. She beheads them and cuts their torso from their legs. That is impressive. Like, yeah. I don't know if I could do that. Like, that's like through bone and muscle. I mean, this girl's like seven years old. It's incredible. I don't, I don't know how. Maybe, maybe it's one of those, uh, one of those things like where the guy is trying to teach the girl how to golf. Maybe like Bagul's behind her. Like, here's how you do okay. it. That's I'll a good help. idea. Yeah. Because he's usually watching that. That one yeah. had the, you know, people in the pool and this young yeah. kids pulling them from the other side of the pool. Also seems yeah. pretty tough to do. I like guess that takes some. I agree. Too, so. but, but we see that Bagul's like underwater in the pool. Yeah. So maybe, so maybe he's helping. I don't know. Yeah. So maybe he is helping in a way because it always looks like he's just also, watching, but maybe he's helping. That video, obviously, like I said, all practical stunts. Like whoever was in the Bagul outfit had like weights tied to their feet, like to be in the water. And it shot on like a Super 8 camera. So it's that's like incredible. they have to make sure all the the lighting's right I, that's like Incredible. a terrifying yeah and the people strapped to the chairs that was real yes. so that's i don't how'd know you breathe? that's a that's a terrifying stunt I, yeah. I don't know that one was the most one. i was like how did they do that literally how did they do that yeah yeah that's so after they're found there ashley she's allowed to you know draw on the walls that's something they allowed earlier in the film this you know to to spur along her creativity she would My draw daddy's a writer because <laughs> daddy's a writer. She would draw her little creepy drawings on the wall. She then uses her family's blood to paint images of cats, dogs, and unicorns on the wall. She's a little creep. And Magul is using her in the creepiest which, way possible. Which makes sense why she had to cut off their heads and their legs. You have to have true. a lot of access to blood. You know, that it's a lot true. of paint. It's a lot of paint. Yeah, I guess that's true. Good call. I, I think just the head would be a lot, but you know, maybe yeah. you would need everything, which I will say <laughs> first time you watch this film, you don't expect the main character, a guy the caliber of Ethan Hawke, to die. So when he does True. fall down, he starts foaming at the mouth. He ends up dying. You don't True. see that coming. It's a good twist. I'm yep. also, you don't see that really happening. At least he's yep. going to live or something, you know. Right. Or maybe, like I said, maybe Trevor will get possessed because he's the one with the night terrors. Maybe yep. it will be he because he's the one that's seen all these kids. Maybe he's going to be the one that goes crazy. Nope. It's Ashley, the little girl. Of course, she does it. Her work complete, Ashley adds a new drawing to the box lid that I mentioned, complete, complete with the drawing of Mr. Boogie. She views the Super 8 film of her murders, which concludes with an image of the missing children watching her. They're looking at her from the film. And we've mentioned this before, Davis. You asked, what is it about children that's so creepy? This film's going to – forget the Shining children. What about this one? Yeah. There's, they're everywhere. When they're just standing in the hallway, the girl in the uh, 
yellow slicker. Yellow, yeah, uh, oh yeah. my God. That's terrifying. <laughs> like if that's an adult, no, it's not as scary. There's something about these damn children. It's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. So after that, when they see her, they watch her Bagul appears green blood covering his hands. It causes the children to flee. They run. I don't know why they clearly like yeah, him, but whatever. Surely, surely they're cool with Bagul now. Yeah, I don't know why they're for some reason they're running from him. He lifts Ashley into his loving arms and disappears into the film with her. The film concludes with an image of the box of films in the Oswald family attic for whoever's going to move in there next, which by the way, a much nicer home than the one they moved into for the True. It's like a mansion almost. True. It's now accompanied by a real label, a real labeled house painting 12. Which back-to-back murders again? There was five murders in forty-five years. Now it's two in like a calendar year, basically. Yeah, because it was eleven and twelve. Bagul really stepping it up, and Bagul suddenly appears, warning that the viewers are next. As he appears, like <gasps> the viewers. I watched the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I saw them die. I'm next. <laughs> so Davis, I think there's a lot in this. Scariest moment of the film. What do you think? I really don't know where you're going to go. Is what would you say was the scariest moment of this film for you? Yeah, it's kind of broken up. There's like the times where like the kids are like running into like the shadows in the dark yeah. in the house while he's going through the house of the baseball. Bat. That's like pretty just overall creepy. Mm-hmm. Same thing with like the found movies. They're like creepy, but like the most like best scare on my end i think has to be when his son is like having the night terror back bend out of the box like that still is just so it's a good one a good jump scare and two it's just like it just looks so weird and like you're at that point in the movie you have no idea what's going on like is that i when you're watching you're like is that even his kid like i don't know what yeah, that is exactly so yeah. Also, it's just a good scare. He also has like girl long hair. He doesn't have like normal boy long. It's like crazy. Right, it's pretty like long. long. So it's I was like, long. I didn't, yeah, I didn't know what it was at first. I, I actually had the same down as you. I had Trevor coming out of the box. I thought that was pretty terrifying uh, because yeah, it, it looks so creepy. He's shirtless and like bent over backwards, the yeah. scream itself. But I will throw right there with it. And this is more of a jump scare mm-hmm. on the snuff films, which it has just this one little bead of light, you know, uh, so you can only see like which really builds the tension for any of the films when they're riding the lawnmower and the the light is pointed just down at the end That's of it. Pretty good one, yeah. That's and it, one too. all of a sudden a face and it's showing that the lawnmower is going to drive over somebody. Yeah. It just appears That's for a, a split second and the music goes and Ellison yeah. like freaks out. That got me. I was like, whoa, that was yeah. that was pretty terrifying. Uh, also, all of those there, all the snuff films. Um, Ethan Hawke hadn't seen any of them. Oof um while doing it so like uh, the shots in the movies are like him actually reacting i bet like for the first time to them yeah because yeah, that one where all of a sudden a face and like a body appears and you realize a lawnmower just driving over their face like holy that's crap. pretty rough yeah that apparently was... there was also like one more that was like darker than all the other ones and they like decided to cut it out of the movie wow. they never said what it was but it was apparently i don't know how you can get much darker ones. you see so it's probably bad yeah, you see bad. kids getting hung their throat slit, run over with uh, a lawnmower. Um, Strapped to a chair and drowned in a pool. Dr- and burned. 
uh, in a car. So I'm like, what's left? <laughs> Lord, what yeah. is left? That'd be pretty damn dark. Yeah. Uh, and then we didn't actually see, which is ironic. We didn't actually see her cutting up her family. We saw all these other yeah. films. We didn't even see the one the film was built, you know, as based They were on. going for PG-13, remember, Ryan? They were going that's for PG-13. That's true. We can show five families. If we show a sixth, we're going to have to go to R. So that's, we, that's where we got to cut it off. <laughs> only five. That's why we got to cut that sixth film, too. It's too dark. We got to. Yeah. We can show. I mean, come on. We can show someone getting run over by a lawnmower. We can't show that. Yeah, that's easy. Plus, also, they'd have to, like, make this girl look super strong swinging this axe. True. Like, that's you know, very true. Uh, there's no way she's swinging this. Let's we just can't do not it. show it. <laughs> so best kill, Davis. We always do this in one. Do you, do you have a best kill in this? Yeah. Um, obviously, all of these are, like, you know, all the kills are in the snuff film. So it's, like, very straightforward. Yeah. But the grimmest one to me was the uh, strapping to the chairs and pulling them into the pool. That is brutal dude like that is so brutal like yeah first of all drowning in general is supposed to be like yeah. one of the worst ways to yeah. die um but being strapped to a chair and just being pulled into a pool that's like ugh. that would be so terrifying i i that's hate that we rough. think the same way and that, that i have the same thing that because also yeah. not only is it so dark i don't want to like glorify it. it's so ingenious what a simple way to kill somebody yeah you drug him, you time it. All you gotta do is pull the chair in. That's it. No blood on your hands. Literally, it's just like just pull him in. It's over. That's you don't have to you don't have to worry that you 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 cut him or you burn him and they somehow got it. Like there's no getting out. Right. You're strapped to this. You will drown. You're like their bodies yep. are in there for hours. Like they're no doubt dead. Yep. I also we didn't get to see it. I had the swimming pool ones as the most yeah, the most creative, the most dark. But I put down the Oswalds as well because they if we were allowed to see it, they were chapped, chapped. They were chopped with an axe, decapitated, yeah. and their torsos removed from their legs. That's right. pretty insane. If we were allowed to see it, I would have put that one. And to see, like, it's like a six-year-old doing it, it's pretty yeah. crazy. But I would agree with you. I, I'd say the Oswalds. Yeah, uh, the lawnmower in with that, too. Obviously, they're not going to show that, but that's God, man. brutal, too. Like, yes, that was – I could not believe – like, and that one, I, it still got to me just because it's so disturbing – I did know that one was coming though. As soon as I saw the light, I was like, "Oh, I do." See, I didn't remember. I don't. I didn't remember that one. So <laughs> the box. I, was, I, don't I was kind remember, of excited when that came along. I don't remember ever seeing the box, like uh, Trevor coming out of the box. I don't ever remember that. Oh, see, like, I remember. That's the one that I absolutely remembered from. Yeah, I was movie. like, "What's happening here?" And then it's all, and I didn't think it was him. I was like, "Is this one of the kids?" Like, "Oh wait, it's his, it's his child," because he wasn't really freaking out. I was like, "Oh, okay." So, yeah. Yeah. This takes the uh, winner and loser, Davis. Who's your winner of Sinister? If if there is one, who, who's your winner of uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty this rough film. movie? Yeah, um, this you had to kind of like you said, kind of get creative on this one because there's not many, and you can't really go with Bagul being the winner. Like, no. yeah, obviously he's eating kids' souls. Yeah, whatever, he's a winner. Blah. Okay, <laughs> it took me a while. I figured out there's only one person who really won in this movie. Okay, and it is the deputy. Mm-hmm. First of all, he gets a signed book from the author. That's pretty cool, right? It's, it's good. Worth yep. even more. Worth even more now. That's that true. Saying, His last signed book is true. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Had the personal cell phone number of the writer. Can brag to all your friends that like, hey, I've got his phone number right here. Mm-hmm. But now he's been so involved in all this. He's going he's gonna to write his own book now. He's going to go on his own press tour. This deputy's he's headed for fame immediately just by being involved in all this. Uh, you could also you could also add. Remember, he even said, "You know, I'm not an idiot. I've taken criminology courses." 
And he got to use that finally because it sounds like he was just this, you know, small yeah. town deputy. Didn't small do town deputy, yeah. Now he got to put it to good use. Um, He's going to the top. There's no telling how much that signed book is. Man, that's tr- no very telling. true. And he could write his own. That's a very good call. I'm telling you. Um, I hate. I felt the same way. I had deputy down as the winner because everything you just said. Like, <laughs> yeah, he he got to live. He got to finally use his criminology stuff. That's he the can, other thing. He did get. He could get to live. Also, I left that. Just, out. He, he Living gets, is always a, a winner. He, he, that's always a big scary. part of these movies. Yeah. He finally gets to use all of the stuff he wants. He loves this guy now. Yes, he dies. But he got to finally know this guy that he lo- you know, he's like a huge fan of. You mentioned the sign book. He's gonna make some money off of this himself. Like this is going to be big news yeah. that this stuff happened. Uh, and honestly, yeah. he knows enough about the previous five cases. Not only does he know about this one, he can blow the roof easy off the book. whole thing. Easy book. Yep, easy. He can bring in all six cases. He has all the yep. evidence of it. So I went with the deputy loser. I got. I hope we don't have the same one. I don't think we will. Mine's pretty weird okay okay uh i i have to go with trevor i gotta go with trevor in this one so all movie yeah he is he's getting kicked out of school kids are making fun of him he wants to move home he's like this is bs he's the one having the night terrors he's the one going around stuff's happening to him and then he's not even one that gets to live he gets murdered by his sister like i kept thinking okay he's gonna be the one that like bagul takes no it's ashley so after being tormented the whole movie he just wants to go home and live his life he gets killed just like his parents. Like he has to be the overall loser. Like there's, there's that's a lot true. of losers in this, but like he's the only one that's tormented the whole time and gets killed. So you're thinking at least if he gets taken over, he can live for a little bit. Nope. He's dead. He's tormented the whole time and killed by his sister. Not that's fair. True. Not pretty fair. rough for him. I don't remember what was happening in the movie, but I wrote down on the note that they were making fun of him because he like, had a night tear where he was like peeing in the dryer or something. Yes. I was like, it was, that's rough. Dude. It was the morning after the coming out of the box. Like, Oh, was he uh trying to pee in the dryer yeah, yeah. again? It's like, like, damn, dude. Geez, like Trevor's just, like, it, it, I just, I think, on by your own family. there's no good point in this movie for Trevor. He didn't want to yeah. be there. He was tortured yeah. while he was there. And then he's murdered at the, like, there's no good. Yeah, part he doesn't even get to be, get to be the kid that gets to live and go no. be with Bagul. That's like, tough. I gotta that say, is, yeah. That's honestly tough for Trevor. You gotta say Trevor. Trevor's my loser of this film. That's pretty good. Okay. And so for my, at loser, least his, oh, at least ahead. Ellison was famous at one point, like years earlier, he that's wrote a true. big best-selling book. Here's, Trevor has no positives. Like there's nothing no, good that happens to him. He's just the dead son of a famous writer now. Yep. That's it. Yep. That's it. Sucks to suck. Trevor. Yep, that's exactly. <laughs> so who's your loser? Who lost this film for you? Um, I almost went with, uh real estate agents because yeah. they're gonna have a really tough time selling these houses once uh <laughs> once, once that this, book comes out yeah good luck yeah once that deputy's book comes out good luck selling in any of these houses yeah. ever almost went with that but i had to go with house lighting i don't yeah. know what it is about what ellison likes in these houses yeah. these are like the darkest houses i've ever seen in my I, life i literally thought when i was watching this that the tv i was watching it on because we've watched dark movies but like this one was so much darker. I was thinking maybe this TV was just not built for this film. So it's interesting it be- that you're bringing up that like it was really because there it's not just like dark and you can see some outline stuff. No, it's like his floating face and just blackness. Yes. It is These so dark. Houses houses are pitch dark even yes. like during the daytime. Yes, they are yes, just dark, dark. And no lights are ever on. No one ever turns. That's what any I'm lights saying. On. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what it is about this family. It's a good call. But they. They do not like having any sort of lighting in the house. Because we know we saw it in Insidious. Most scary movies, they at least have lamps on in the corners. This is like yeah. natural light or nothing. Natural exactly, light or yeah. nothing. We're doing nothing else. It's like 
we're just having uh, just this one little baby lamp on in my desk, and there's not another light on in the entire house. Yep. All the all the curtains are closed. Yep. It's, it's six o'clock, and they're dark. even just darkness. Ridiculous. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a good call. <laughs> Makes it really easy for little kids to run around in the house. Though, not very easy. <laughs> Which, by you know, they're running slow. They dip out of the door right as uh, yeah, right as he's turning around. It's like ah, almost got you. Which, okay, <laughs> which you could you, see their elbows were, and stuff. You were two inches there. away from my face, but <laughs> almost, yeah, couldn't I see. You. There were sometimes when they're running into the room, like he saw that arm. Ethan Hawk had to <laughs> pretend he did not see it. Like he's literally yeah. turned, and like the arm is still out in the hallways. Like he saw that. Yeah, like come on, <laughs> you saw that. Okay, but what did you think about them moving slow motion? Was that like see, only that's the what, kids moved slow motion, or was the whole thing going slow? Motion? That's why I'm thinking. It kind of seemed like only the kids. That's why I'm thinking he couldn't see them. It was like in whatever realm they were in. Like he could hear them because when they would run in and like stop somewhere and it would creak, he would like turn. But I don't right. think he could see them. They Yes, they were running into the rooms, but the one right up next to his face, he would have seen. And one of the boys runs into a room and stands there mm-hmm. and he doesn't see the kid. And the kid is clearly like lit up. I think it was them being in the other world with Bagul and like maybe. But the daughter kind of saw something. like the daughter was. Chill yeah. there in the bed, being like, "Oh, hey, Stan. yeah, that was pretty <laughs> terrifying. Nice, nice painting you just drew. That, that was pretty terrifying. I forgot to mention which, that. Yeah, which is probably as she was be... being taken over, though. It's probably like as she was being, yeah. you know, taken. But yeah, she's in her bed staring, and Stephanie's just sitting there like, Shh. and it was like a painting of like the four people being hung. Yeah, that's terrifying. Which is also weird that they never brought up that painting in the movie. Like, did that actually not happen? Maybe it just because happened they, right. They saw then. the one in the hallway that yeah like, she did. I'm guessing they didn't. <laughs> I'm guessing it just happened when she looked at her right then. Like she had just painted. Right. Is my I guess. Because, so. yeah, she could see Stephanie before because there was that pain in the hallway. Yeah. So it probably. Yeah, like, I'm guessing that one with the people being hung happened right then. So the parents never saw it. That's just my <laughs> assumption. It's unfortunate. It's <laughs> unfortunate. So you're going you over. Check, with- your, check your kids rooms more often. Yeah. It's the same thing with. Uh, insidious yeah. kid had like drawings of the demon all like all over his from the beginning wall. of the movie it's right there like, it's like uh, demon, the demon know, face i don't know it's, what's happening you literally turn around you'll see the demon face right there yeah, like literally right there. right there and then Pay they attention to your kid's room they see it after like six months and they're like oh look he's uh, been drawing it's like if you literally went here to, the whole time if you turned around one time in six months you would you would have seen it just once exactly so it does take us so to is why the, is the loser for all these movies just parents? Maybe it is the parents. parents. Good suck. lord, maybe it is the parents. Yeah. It's a good call. Golly. So Same Davis, thing with the shining. Parents, well, no, it's all. I guess I guess the mom saves the kid, but anyways. Are the parents ever competent and responsible, and everything works no. out fine? No, never. No, never. Maybe so that's Davis, why the kids are creepy. They don't have good parental <laughs> role models. <laughs> why we? <laughs> Well, now get to the actual point of why we even have this podcast, why it even exists. Let's and that's, do it. That is rating these movies. So to remind everybody, we rate these movies on five categories, one to ten. So each of us rate these movies out of 50, and then we combine them for a score out of a 100 on the all-time talk of the Haunted House scary movie list. The first category, Davis, story. And this is – we leave this open. This can be the originality of it. Uh, it can be dialogue. It can be however you want to describe just the story of Sinister. What did you think it was one to ten? So story overall and originality of it, I think it was pretty solid. I don't think I've seen any sort of movie quite like this one where it's kind of murder mystery, a writer mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. You're trying to figure it out. Is there 
ghosts, what's happening, what's killing these people. Oh, it's a centuries old, like pagan deity. It, it was very just, it's a very specific story. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. you would find many other scary movies or movies in general that have like this specific of a story. So overall, I think the story pretty solid. I gave it an eight. Okay. What do you think about that? So it's very interesting. So I was looking back through, or I'll get to that. So I agree with everything you're saying. I think it's very unique. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it takes, there are pieces that we've seen in other movies, but. Right. It's still haunted house. So. Yeah. But like the whole idea of what Bagul is doing and bringing those types of things into it, um, the way that it is like a mystery. We don't, we don't really put together the children are missing. Yeah. Why are they missing? Oh, they are the murderers themselves. The twist right. ending at the end, I'm always a big fan of twist endings and the way that it looks like he might figure something out. And then it turns out his daughter gets him and he's yeah. dead, which, like I said, it's always big when you kill off an actor, the, the size of an Ethan Hawke and the way it all Correct. happened at the end. And the whole family is just gone now. They're, they're the next victims, even though they moved out of the house. Not only did it still get them, that's what caused them to get yeah. got. Like, it's very yeah. interesting. So many, so many things about the story. I looked back through. I have never given a 10 on anything. This wowie, is my first wowie. 10 I am giving on an individual category. And it's the All story. Right. I was very impressed by. First 10 on an individual category? I've never given an individual. I've never given a 10. Wow. I'm giving a couple 9.5. Stubborn over here. <laughs> yes. And I gave it a 10 because I just, I found the story. It took something that has been done so many times and made it so original. So like yep. unique. Combi- the way they combine things, the way they had, they had Ethan Hawke's arc. The way yep. that there is this twist in it, I absolutely loved it. I was like, I was going to give it nine, but I was like, they took, they did almost the impossible. They took like a normal haunted house story and made it super original. I was very impressed. So I gave it yep. a 10. Okay. Respect. What about the scary? First one, people. Yeah. Very, We're in history. history right here. <laughs> history. <laughs> Davis, what about the scariness? How scary was this movie for you? Okay. This was probably my my lowest lowest one or not probably it is okay Okay. for uh this all and this is where we're going to differ the most on this movie Mm -hmm. i didn't particularly think this movie is very scary interesting it it was really i agree it's very like grim it's like a very Mm -hmm. just grim like you're finding movies of people being killed and it's Mm -hmm. showing it pretty pretty obviously so it's very dark movie um i agree with that but as far as being scared i wasn't ever really that scared like it was creepy when the kids are running around the house um i don't see the thing is i don't think bagul is very scary Mm -hmm. i think like he just kind of sits in the shadows and just like is a face that's just there i don't think like he himself like the demon in insidious i think the demon that's like a scary character i didn't find bagul himself like very scary um and the jump scares are not like i didn't think they were super great like bagul just like showing his face in front of like i didn't think that was too Mm -hmm. scary but it's not like not scary too i would just give it a very average scary so i gave it a five See, I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying there. I would say, yes, it, it kind of keeps that level of grim kind of tension that for right. some reason was really sticking with me. I also would say, compared to movies like Insidious and Conjuring and whatnot, I'm not saying it's as scary as those, for sure not Conjuring, but it's a different level of scary for me that Insidious, while, yes, there were bigger jump scares and the monster was scarier, 
there was something about this film that there was just so little dialogue. There was so much that just kept me on the edge. Like it, it just had me on edge that even a movie like Insidious, there's so much more storyline. There's so much more talking. There's so much more, what are we going to sure. do? This didn't have it. This was just so much of just black house, quiet, that Truth. that raised the scary level for me. Like, man, there's nothing to really hold on to. There's not any comic relief to hold on to. There's not even like a storyline. There's not True. as much talking. It's just so much like him just walking around going crazy, just you know. Sense it. Yeah, yes. yeah, true. That's true. So I still had as an eight. I would have been higher with one of the things you said I agree with. There should have been more jump scares. Bagul mm-hmm. shows his face, the lawnmower going over somebody, there, but there's not enough. So if, I, if there were no. more, if there was like three to five jump scares more in this, right. Trevor coming out of the box, I'd be at a nine or a 10. But that's where it felt. Yeah, it had that level that just kept me on edge. And there, it was its own unique type of scariness. But you still need a certain level of jump scares to really get high. Right. So I yeah, was still, true. like I said, that's I true. was legitimately scared. And the fact that this is the third time I've watched the movie and I was still finding myself pretty scared was like, man, that's impressive. Longevity. Like, yep. I should yep. not Longevity. still be scared by this. Uh, so acting. What do you think about the acting in this movie, Davis? It, that's kind of an interesting category for this movie because, like you said, there's really not like a lot of dialogue. Yeah. Um, it's not yeah. that much. That being said, though, Ethan Hawke's a solid actor, so you can't sure. be too mad at that either. Um, but the the lack of you know dialogue, you can't take it up too too high. But when there was dialogue, like when Ethan Hawke and his wife are like arguing and fighting like that's mm-hmm. pretty good it, it's yeah. not like there's not any points in the movie where i'm ever like this is like some cheesy acting like you would see with mm-hmm. other um other scary movies so there's not there's not a lot to go off of but at the same time there's not a lot to like dock points for you know what yeah. i mean yeah so above average i would say i just give it like a solid seven you know it's not like yeah. there was no points where i'm like oh my god that was just awful acting but nothing that we were like that's really great so yeah mine's this i have a seven as well for the same reasons just because yeah i thought they're fighting in the room when when the wife finds out where they are that was a good scene and the deputy was fine the the main sheriff was fine the kids were fine ethan hawk was good but yeah not a whole lot of dialogue and the mom you know bagul himself didn't have to do anything the kids, <laughs> I, I did the only thing I didn't like that the kids did. I get they're trying to be creepy for every kid. Like it was clear. Hey, walk in front of the camera, lower your face and put your finger in front of me. I was like, give yeah. me a, a little more. Like, yeah, yeah so I, like, agree. I agree with that's, you. That's why when they were like running through the house, like that was the creepiest time for the kids. Yes. But yes. I agree with you. Like putting your finger up to do the sh- like that. Eh, just, okay. just look down and like <laughs> anyone can do that and look creepy. So yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, again, I agree with you. Not a whole lot to go off of. So it's not bad. It's yeah. just, I had to give us, right. I can't really give it much higher. And I didn't think it was exactly. bad acting, but you can't really say yeah. it's great. Cause there's outside Ethan Hawke. There wasn't a whole lot of acting period outside. Exactly. Of him, yeah. You know? Yeah. What yeah. up production? And we, this is pretty broad production can be lighting, the directing, the shooting of it. Um, yeah. You know, how do you think this overall, this movie was produced? Which I guess also sound mix, all that stuff would go into the production of the movie. Sure, 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 sure. Um, I thought it was just okay. There's not many special effects or anything like that. Like you have Bagul, which is you know, that's probably plenty of makeup or mask or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, the only thing I really liked about this movie was the the films being on the Super Eight. That kind of looked cool. Yeah. And then, like, they did have the house very dark. 
which like was good for certain scenes but beyond that it didn't feel like there was too much that made this like stand out in any way um there wasn't like anything it just wasn't like super different i guess there wasn't anything that made it stand out like i said so i just gave it a six um yeah decent for like the super eight and stuff but nothing just nothing special not bad it wasn't like anything bad it's just nothing nothing great from my end at least yeah i didn't want to take off too much to have like and i've done this before where i'm probably a point or maybe two but probably a point too high but i didn't want to like tank my rankings based off that sure i gave it a seven very similar to what you said there's not many special effects i did like the use of the super eight footage i thought that was really cool that's kind of cool yeah it was it, it was effective how dark it was i wish it was a little less dark because at a certain point you're watching like it's, <laughs> yeah. cool, it's cool to have some tension but at the same time, i was like i can't see anything like what am i even watching <laughs> right right um but yeah the, no real yeah the practical effects were cool but there's no special effects so there's just not really a whole lot to draw in like i said i'm probably a bit high it's probably a five or maybe a six but i didn't want to really pull away from the things i really enjoyed because of the production mm-hmm. so yeah i just mm-hmm. gave it a seven probably should be a six but there was again nothing bad about it but yet that was probably my right. weakest thing was like yeah the the production overall is not great like it's the the lighting i thought was a bit too dark uh there's no real like crazy things that happen it's kind of people sitting in rooms the the, right. the films yeah they get pulled you know get pulled into a pool but there's nothing like crazy that happens in scary right. movies right you're expecting a certain level of something super if it's a supernatural type movie like this one was right yeah uh, so i'll go seven and what about yep, entertainment entertainment davis overall how entertained were you by this movie yeah and this is something that goes back to the first time i watched the movie and i i felt like this movie well it still gets a good amount of hype um just from people out there in general and i remember when it first came out people were like this is a really solid scary movie that we haven't had in a while and so i don't know if it's knowing that and having higher expectations going into it but even watching it a second time i just like I don't know. I can't tell you the exact reason why I don't enjoy this movie as much as I have other movies. Um, okay. I don't, like I said, I don't know exactly why it maybe it's just like the style of scary movie I would like, um, mm-hmm. but it still has, you know, entertainment value. It's still, I like that a story can have a little bit of mystery to it. That mm-hmm. is going to keep you engaged. You're still trying to figure out along with the character in the movie what is going on um so it definitely keeps you engaged there's still um things that you're trying to learn throughout the movie um there's still decent scares and stuff this like like i said the films on the super eight that's still cool and entertaining i thought but overall it's just it it, even the first time i watched it it wasn't the most entertaining movie to me not bad it's just fairly average as far as scary movies go so i give it a six a six again for entertainment Okay, see, I I had it as an eight, and I would have gone higher if it wasn't so grim. That took away some of my entertainment from it. But it was, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's there are certain points where I'm like, I'm, I enjoy the movie as a whole. It's just so grim that um, it shouldn't take away from, you know, it, it shouldn't take away from the overall enjoyment if that's part of the movie. There are certain right. points like, okay, I could use a little bit more, whether not even just necessarily something happy or funny, but just like, even like a, a another jump like a scare, like I'm saying yes, yeah. where it's you know even if it's heightened, we're actually scared. Not so. I really did enjoy this one. Like I mentioned, I was shocked at how scared I was by it. I really did enjoy it. I was flirting with a seven, but I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go eight. I did think it was a uh-huh. solid movie. Um, I very much enjoyed it. Um, and it was you know, 
overall, I'm, I'm not as down on as you are. Obviously, you look at all of our rankings, you know, I, sure. I felt but that's, very good about that, it. That's fair. That's the reason we're doing our ranking system this way is that mm-hmm. we don't have to be on the same page of a ranking of what it's going to be. Sometimes we will be, but we don't have to be. And that's how movies are for anybody. One person's going to like it more than the other one. Yep. That's just inevitable. So that's why we have it this way to where we can average it out and try to give a somewhat accurate description of what this movie should be frankly well, at least you know what i was surprised by davis i'm i'm going to do the quick math on these i believe this is the biggest difference we've had in a movie it uh, I, I thought it would would be yeah when we were talking about actually, it before. uh actually it is not sorry it is the ah. second it is the second biggest oh wait can i guess the first one yep first one i bet is the shining nope no, Shining oh, wow. was... Wow, I thought that was... I was at 38, you were at 43, so it's a five-point difference. That was our second biggest. Well, other than now, this is now our second biggest. So this one is <laughs> uh, eight difference. You, you're at a 40, I'm at a 32. Or, sorry. I'm, I'm at, at a 30, 40, yeah. you're at a 32. So what yeah. do you think was our overall... Our closest one? What are you going with? Our furthest one? Is that what yes. you mean? Yeah, because Sinister was eight. I'm so what was remember. further than Sinister? Oh, it's 100%. It follows. 100%. Yep. I remember I, I am yep. shocked. I, I apparently yep. – I do remember not loving it. There is a big difference. Yeah, I, had, I remember I, that, yeah. I am the reason it's last. Uh, I gave it a 23. <laughs> you gave it a 35, which 35 is like pretty – I mean, we did both did 35. Really average, 70. It's yeah. pretty good. 23 is very low. So I this remember, one, Yeah, I remember that. I remember so that one's a massive difference. Um, so this one's sinister. Like I said, I'm a 40. You're a 32. Overall, that Where's makes it on the board. Oh, on the board. It's a 72. <laughs> so a 72 out of 100, 7.2 out of 10 is what we would give it. Mm. Always love when it's right up next to something else. Davis. Yeah. On our all time list. This is our seventh movie to do. Sinister from 2012 falls, comes in at number. Five. Which is a lot lower Ooh, than I lower thought. Lower than be. I thought. Yeah, I thought it'd be third talked, or fourth. So, we talked so, a little bit before the podcast, and yep. we thought it'd be third or fourth. Let's remind yeah, everyone what lower. we've done in the past. It follows last at fifty-eight. Coming in at sixth, we have Friday the Thirteenth, fifty-eight point five, barely edging. It follows barely. If I literally gave it any love at all, it follows would be higher. Well, and you have to remember that's back when we were doing our scales individually on like 20 point scales yeah. instead of 10 point scales. So a lot, lot tougher. There's yeah. no telling what that could have changed, yeah. but then we have sinister at 72. That's still a big jump. 58 and a half That's to a 72. Yeah. So That's it is clearly jump. in the upper group of our movies. So, but I am surprised only 72 Halloween. The original Halloween is 73, one point higher, Interesting. Wow. one point higher. And I am very surprised by that. I would say no doubt. I like sinister more. 76. We have the evil dead. I would say, I no doubt like sinister more. <laughs> and we have that one's, uh, four points higher at 76. I would still have Sinister higher than this, but I get this one. The Shining comes in at number two at 81. And Insidious is 82. But if we look at our individual rankings, individually, I had Sinister as a 40. That is the is that your highest. That is the second highest. I had Insidious as a 42. So that is so my very second close, highest. Very close. Yeah. Very you had close, Insidious so. as a 40, which is so so Sinister 32. Uh, Insidious 40 was higher. Shining 43 is your highest. The Evil Dead 40 higher. Uh, Halloween 36.5 higher. And It Follows 35. So this is your second lowest. This is my lowest. Wait, this isn't my lowest? No, uh, Friday 13th, you had a 29. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. So you has your second lowest. So it was my second highest, your second lowest. We're, yeah, we were on two different spectrums. Real disagreement on this. Real, yeah. real disagreement. Yeah, I, but it falls in this. Why we do it this way. Sinister, a 72 yep. out of 100. The, if we not were, bad. No, if not we were telling someone about it, if you said, hey, this movie is a 7.2 out of 10, that's I'd no doubt it. you should watch yeah. this. Um, that's, watch a, that's a good movie. But that does take us to our final two questions. The first one, could this happen, Davis? Could Sinister <laughs> happen in real life? This is one of the easier um, ones to decide if this could happen in real life. Some of them are kind of like on the fence. This one is the first one that I think I'm, I'm saying absolutely no. Yeah, <laughs> no, it doesn't is, seem very likely. I don't, I don't think yeah. some uh, ancient deity is living through pictures or movies and uh, is stealing children away into, into yeah. the movies themselves. The so, argument gonna, would also be... Sorry the only way this story happens is if there's an ancient deity doing this because like a five-year-old murdering their whole family, yeah. like there's no not, way, no. like, <laughs> uh, see, so yeah, not, not very long. Yeah. Could a kid go crazy and kill their family? I guess. But yeah. like the ghoul that's living through tapes that are, you know, super eight film that yeah. is helping these kids murder. Their family. It seems very unlikely. seems like a, these crazy. kids are not sawing huge limbs off a tree. Yeah. That's... Lugging around heavy axes. Yeah. Um, tying well, first of all just tying up their family yeah. members in general yeah. pulling them into pools no this wasn't you have you'd have to have a deity without it this is impossible so absolutely either that or bagul has vetted and found <laughs> the strongest children in the nation this six-year-old can be like 200 I want you, so i want you next <laughs> you I've brother your film <laughs> <laughs> so the last one davis would you recommend this movie which, based off your rain, I'm going to say you just want to burn this like uh, Ethan Hawke was burning the Super 8 film. You want to burn Sinister. <laughs> it's an erratic. I, I, I've gone Sinister back in the room. <laughs> I've gone back and forth. I still would say that I would still would recommend this movie. As, as low as I'm rating it, mm-hmm. I would still recommend. It's the same thing. I, I'm pretty sure for Friday the 13th, I think I would still, or was it Friday? Yeah, Friday the 13th. I would still recommend it. I, I don't, don't think, think it's like yeah. a great, great movie. We haven't not recommended any of them. <laughs> yeah, which is, yeah. <laughs> it'll it'll probably take a, a special type of bad movie yes, yes, to not recommend it. And even then, sometimes those bad movies are bad enough where you're like, I'd still. Well, I'd Friday still the 13th, I think it's fair to say we wouldn't have recommended it if it wasn't a classic. It was like, the movie in and of itself, yeah. no, but it's because if that movie came out now, I'd be like, oh, heck no. But it's because it was right. a classic. So. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things where I think I've said this before too. It's like, it depends on who I'm recommending it to, right? Yeah. Like, do you yeah. like scary movies? Yeah, I'd recommend this. Um, do you want to be really scared? Uh, I'm on the fence on recommending it there. Do you mm-hmm. like kind of murder mystery? Yeah, I'd recommend this. So it just mm-hmm. kind of, it depends. Overall, though, yes, I would say I recommend it. Though it's not, yeah. it's still a good, it's still a good movie as down as I am on the ratings as it is. You see, I, I'm not a hater, so I would definitely say <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am saying no doubt. I very much enjoyed it. It's my second out of. No, we're no longer in a small sample. Seven movies is we're getting up there. We're getting a, up there. Yeah, a good amount of movies. So I would say yes. I would recommend this movie. Is it the best movie I've ever seen? Best scary movie? No. And I know there are others we are going to do that will be better, but I would say it's still no doubt. Um, I, I I am entertained. I was scared by it. I think it's unique enough. That's like, 
you're going to watch this movie and come away being like, wow, I didn't really see that ending coming. Uh, there was enough creepy parts in it. I would say no doubt. I, I'm sure I have recommended this movie to someone at some point. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure there is a time. So I would say yes, no doubt. But it overall is a 72 out of 100. 7.2 out of 10. Not bad. Number five oh, coming, in, coming in at number five out of seven in our all-time scary movie list. Pretty good. It's just we did hit some bangers at the beginning. I mean, Insidious, yeah. The Shining. That's and right. I even I think I was the same as you. I was shocked that The Evil Dead was as good as it was. I was not mm-hmm. expect. I was expecting that one to be down either. there with it's going to be fifth or, you know, last, something. I was not expecting going it Going into it, I thought Evil Dead was going to be last. Yes. I thought it was going to be last, honestly. That one shocked but, us. Yeah. I mean, from so this, 1981. Again, this one is one point below Halloween. Is that right? One point below Halloween, 11 and a half points above Friday the 13th, and 12 above It Follows. Interesting. Okay. Good to know. So it's Good there's still – it kind of stinks the way we've done these movies – there's still a big drop off 82, 81, 76, 73, 72, and then 58 and a half, 58. So there's still, I need to know what's going to be in that gap. 60 range. I need yes, to know we, what's going to be in that. We need 60 something range. to hit like what's 72 and 58 right in between that would be 65. We need something right in the mid 60s, but we don't know how. Yeah. Right? We don't rig these things. We don't rig That's it. The thing we so. do. I also absolutely need something in like the 30s or 40s. We do need something real bad. <laughs> That we can rig. That's gonna be that's gonna be a hilarious. Episode. I guarantee I we that. can rig something to get like in the 30s or 40s. I guarantee, yeah. or you know, lower. Watch we we like could rig the Leprechaun three or something Dude, like that. Troll two is coming at some point. I promise you, <laughs> Troll two at some point is happening. I don't know when, but that's happening. Good. But Davis, that, that that's been our seventh episode of Talk of the Haunted House Scary Movie Podcast. It's nice to be back. Seven yes. movies we've now ranked and now. We're going to hit them now weekly as we're trying to build up this base of movies to where we can hit 10, 15. We have a big sample size, so movies really make sense when they get slotted in. But please make sure you follow us on social media. Me personally at Ryan underscore King underscore now. You can follow the show at Talk of the House underscore. You can follow our co-host Davis Dillingham. At the real double D's on Twitter. That's just DS at the end. No E's in between. And please, please go give us a follow. Give us some interaction. We would love to hear whatever movies y'all would like us to put on our list. We already have a pretty long-running list, and we would love to add more. Um, any segments you like, didn't like, anything you would like to hear us talk about more, please go give us some interaction. And you can follow us wherever, first of all, wherever you're listening right now, obviously. But our main one is Anchor and Spotify. Took us on at the very beginning. But also, of course, we have Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher. If you're listening to a podcast somewhere, you can listen to it wherever it is. Come on. Please tell your friends about us. We're trying to build up the love for scary movies, build up this brand, really let people know how much fun you can have watching scary movies, whether you're scared, you're laughing, you're enjoying it, whatever it is. Please get out there, listen, share this, tell your friends, bring them back to talk of the haunted house. Davis, this has been another great seventh episode. And as always, everybody, make sure you tune in. We don't know what our next movie is, but we'll be on track for next week and we'll find something for you so you can come back to talk of the haunted house as we give you your dose. Of darkness. Darkness. <laughs>